Hey, this is Jay. Before we start the episode, I wanted to share some really exciting news. Calibra was just named a leader in the 2023 Forrester Wave Report for data governance solutions. If you don't know what the Forrester Wave is, it's essentially a guide for us buyers considering options for software. If you want to get to know Forrester a bit better, go back and check out our recent episodes with Raluca Alexandru and Michelle Getz from Forrester. I love these conversations. We had a total blast. And I can't resist making a plug here either. To learn more about the report, go to Calibra.com slash data download dash Forrester Wave dash DG. And we're going to put all of that in the show notes as well, so that it's easy for you to navigate to them and check out those reports. All right, back to the show. This is the Data Download, your guide to upping your game when it comes to managing and accessing data in your organization. For Calibra, I'm your host, Jay Millich. Data Mesh is a topic that's getting a lot of attention these days. And I'll start this by first saying what Data Mesh isn't. It's not a project. It's not a product or something you'd buy. In a nutshell, it's an approach your organization can take to reduce friction in data workflows in order to maximize the value that you get from your data. So this friction I'm talking about is what happens when various teams across your org all have to make project requests of some central data team who's using centralized data technology. What happens in those cases, and take it from me, is that the business waits, sometimes a long time. Another thing that's clearly happening is analytical skills are increasing pretty rapidly among those business teams. So, so the waiting becomes even more frustrating when the business teams know that they can directly leverage data for value. So Data Mesh's four principles or pillars begin tackling this first by deliberately distributing data control into the business, who then treat data as a product that has standalone value to be consumed by others, this being the second principle. To do that, the third principle is via self-service infrastructure, making it easy, all held together by the fourth pillar called federated governance. All right. I could go on, but we brought in some serious expertise to help us on these subjects. Who's seen, heard, and done much in this area? Hi, I'm Sonali Bhavsar. I'm a managing director in data and AI practice in our cloud-first business of Accenture. I've been doing data governance for many, many years, even before it was coined as data governance, working with HP, IBM, delivering work for a lot of financial services institutions aligning on what data governance has evolved today. The definition of data governance has really changed from the big data analytics world to what we see today in the true cloud data governance. And it's become more of a value driver rather than uh, something which is nice to have, good to have. And then the evolution of a chief data officer as a true role to really understand the business value insights that can be drawn. So it's exciting times to see where data is visualized as something which will open up the doors on how you go behind that untapped information that already exists within enterprises that hasn't been explored yet and make the connections across different data products between different segments with different business lines and bring that insights, which are very factual and very much driven in your current ecosystem, whether that is aligned to a certain geography. Instead of making hypothetical guesses, you're pivoting more from a data product perspective that we all use. Actually, a lot of data products we already use, 
is just formalizing the foundation in the right fashion and making it a marketplace that you can consume and produce at the same time. Right, right, right. Yeah. So there are four pillars to the thinking uh, around data mesh. Data as a product, as you said, domain ownership, self-service data infrastructure, and federated computational governance, right? So you already touched on one of them, data as a product. So what's your take on, on the four pillars? Well, I'll start with the last one. Maybe if you can just call out one after the other, I could just try <laughs> to react to it. Probably makes it more. All right. So the last one, what did I say? Federated computational yeah. governance. Okay. Go for and it. that's a journey which I guess all of us who have been data governance practitioners for many, many years, we have seen it has been more of a centralized approach, building out your data governance council, having an enterprise uh, data governance under the CDO, you have your data owners. And all of those roles and aspects of stewardship and governance continue to exist. It's not like it goes away, but it's less of a centralized feature. It's more of a federated approach where you're giving more power to your line of business for making many of the decisions of how they run their business and what they bring as the value generation from a data perspective, the regulatory obligations that they have to meet within jurisdictions. What is it that really then pivots into an analytics regime or to the second pillar, which would be the self-service? How do we actually enable your end data citizen to be more effective in doing their role and their job? So federated is kind of, you know, in the true sense, foundational to data mesh and the journey that data mesh is evolving into. I think it's uh, something that has been already applied in many forms because If you look at any large organization, as data practitioners, we have seen that the centralized has not been a sustainable model for the longest time. I think I can guess, but why would you say centralized (laughs) is not sustainable? From your experience, right? You've got pretty wide experience uh, and deep experience in this. So why isn't it sustainable? Centralized is more applicable if you're a greenfield in a much less hierarchy-driven organization. And you're isolated to maybe a geography and you know, you are much more as an evolving growth industry, less regulated in many ways. And centralized would work, right? Because you have an oversight, you have a construct where you have a CDO, your chief analytics officer, you have your owners, and you're Mm -hmm. building out what kind of data governance you would apply in your product structure of building out good products, but also operationalizing it. What does it mean? When it gets into federated, that's kind of the true reality. Large enterprises You know, it's a matrix organization. You have multiple pillars in your data layers itself, but you also have multiple pillars in your line of business. And it's not one size that fits all. So you absolutely need a framework and a construct of saying, what are our data governance principles that we follow? But then when we get into each of the line of businesses, your data governance is going to change and evolve. You know, you have a group CDO and then you have individual geography CDOs as well. There's a reason why you do it the way you do. You want to give that enablement and freedom for making the right decisions within a data construct and have the same seat as a CIO, same seat as a CTO and a line of business owner. And that's kind of very pivotal, right? Where the decision-making is not where in the traditional sense, you had a lot of data governance decisions were made outside of what the line of businesses were doing. And it was like, oh, you shall do it this way. Or there were these commandments that were followed. And till date, you will see a lot of reference to it of where things did not go the right way because there was an ivory structure situation or data being outside of it saying, well, I don't want to deal with it, but this is what I want you to follow. 
we are seeing a big wave of data literacy come about. And I think as part of that data literacy, there is a pivot that's happening slow and steady. And I think time will tell in, in next couple of years as data products and data mesh takes a strong hold, how it really evolves into, because you really want to go to that end goal of self-service where you want your data citizens to be owning a lot of the data products that could be internally consumed, externally consumed, yeah. could be where the producers and the consumers can talk the same language and say, hey, can I trust this data? A couple of moments ago, you said something about how attention to data literacy is really gaining traction and, and increasing at organizations right now. So it leads me to this question. You know, the concept of data mesh has been around for a few years now. Yes. But now it seems to be lately gaining a lot of traction as a concept to implement at many organizations. It seems like the hot topic. What are the trends that are leading up to it being such a hot topic in the industry now? I think there are multiple factors coming to an intersection point at this stage. I think there is a very strong awareness of what is data as a product? I, I believe before it was a little bit more theoretical mm -hmm. of what that really meant. There is also an understanding of what does decentralized form of data ownership really mean? And at the end of the day, how do I want to use the data the way I want to use the data as a platform or with different products coming together to suffice my business need is really driven now from, from business and mm -hmm. the core aspects of what data is available to you in different forms to trust that data and really build a construct of that data product that can suffice my end goal. So it's kind of become embedded in the whole structure of growth from a business value perspective versus something which used to be a little bit outside. And with the throughput of technology, platform, cloud coming together, and the speed with which we get access to data, and if you bring even edge computing and other IoT components in there, you're really bringing amalgamation of all forms of data to create as in what form of data products that would suffice your, your end goal. And you really want to support yet that end data citizen to be flexible to use the data that they want to use it as right. versus going through permissioning and asking for that data, which you still have to, I think, for a lot of compliance and regulatory focused data, you will have a lot of strict cadences. But for others, I think it's just a cusp of multiple things coming together, which has raised the importance of what data mesh was defined to now really become real going forward. I'm hearing you say, basically, there's value in data. The business now recognizes much more uh, intrinsically in the value of data. They want access to it. They want to own it. They want to do something with that data to get that value. And a centralized approach is going to be slow and or slow them down. And they want to do their work with data faster. And waiting for a centralized organization to do that, uh, I think maybe that's what you mean by unsustainable, right? I think it's a fair statement and centralizes, there are some components that will remain centralized, right? With the framework of how that data governance sits to say, these are your guardrails that you're going to build the data product with, right? These are your factors with how you define trust for a data product to get qualified and then sit in a marketplace. 
is an important factor. How do you create the data product and how it gets consumed? There is an aspect of, okay, not every data product is going to show up till it doesn't pass all the foundational trust factors. So the centralized is very lean, but more from an advisory point of view, but all the data products aspect of it, whether you're creating your metadata glossary, your, your tech metadata, your definitions of your business metadata, all that what Calibra does from a cataloging perspective is very important. And that becomes more of line of business ownership rather than a centralized data ownership that would sit horizontally. And that's where there is a big pivot also from the foundation of data quality and the lineage of that data itself. How do you take your bronze, silver, gold standard for data quality is also going to determine how you suffice different industries and what are the cadences of what that data product can and cannot do. That's great. I was actually going to ask you, do you see, uh, let's say, any interesting differences in data mesh readiness? So you, in your position, right, with a firm like yours, you get to see kind of every kind of company, manufacturing, consumer goods, pharma, software, technology companies. You, you probably get to work for lots of different sectors. So from a data mesh readiness standpoint, do you see differences across these different sectors? I wish I could answer that one sector is doing better than the other. At this stage, no, it's, it's more of, I guess it's a two-pronged approach. And I want to be kind of sensitive to what I've seen thus far as data mesh is very, very real. And it is driven from your, your CDOs and CDAOs uh, that we see, or even chief digital officers mm -hmm. who are more of a visionary of saying how this foundation can be laid out. There's one thing about the buzzwords that we see in technology, right? With the buzzwords come and go. Yeah, right. The data mesh is almost here to stay for how the pivot is happening. If, if a firm is going through a cloud migration and a major technology advancement, they are looking through true data transformation itself through your legacy data, and then they are bringing in their third-party data in it. Their business fundamentally is, is changing in how they plan to kind of utilize all these data points for driving the success of what they're going to do in future, if, if not going into a new line of business altogether as industries are getting disrupted. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, I've seen this from the legacy initial champions of data governance, whether it's financial services, insurance, pharma, but we are seeing a lot of ass come from high tech as well, who are very, very involved in data governance and they want to meet the obligations of data governance, but they want to do it in the right fashion by bringing a true construct of data products across the board and provide that foundation. But it is dependent on every firm, how they perceive the advancement, their leadership, versus I would say, you know, one industry is doing better than the other industry at, at this stage. I think it's a maturity of their data organization, the way it stands today, to pivot into data mesh. So I'm hearing you say, from a strategic standpoint, all different sectors see the value in, in taking a data mesh approach because of the value of treating data as a product and that federated governance approach. So I, I hear you on that level. What about a little lower level than that? So maybe from a technology standpoint, are some sectors more ready to start adopting self-service infrastructure, let's say? Let's, let's cherry pick that pillar. Do you see differences in sectors' capabilities and readiness to adopt that pillar? The pillar is on data governance awareness where they, 
you know, many firms invested in, in a data catalog or they had MDM tools uh, in play. For many years, I think in, in mid-2000s and late 2000s, it was very regulatory driven right. to meet the data requirements, right? It was always looked at this outside aspect of like check the box in many ways. But now it's truly like you need to have data governance for fundamentally providing that structure for being effective, for getting down to the path of self-service, bringing in aspects of cloud migration governance, what it is that meets all kinds of data. Do you just take your source data and migrate to cloud or do you do different forms of toll checking on your data quality, on the governance structure, what data needs to be retired, what data needs to be archived, what data really needs to be transitioned out. And that, again, comes down to maturity curves. Like I see financial services firms Mm -hmm. have been always ahead of that curve because of what they were obligated to do from a lot of data governance perspective. There were regulations driving that, right? So they- They already have a good handle on their data. Right. But do they want to get into the data product and get into data marketplace? A lot of questions being asked, but there is one thing of getting the comfort level and there's another thing of actually executing it out. The irony in some cases is if you're a younger firm and going through a transformation, you're much more open to have a more flexible structure to pivot in the new way. It's kind of an interesting dynamic. So pinpointing one or the other, I don't think is going to suffice that. But there is also the untapped side of during COVID where a lot of that mobility came with doing a lot of things digitally kind of opened up the doors of saying, okay, what do I need to do from a data product perspective? How do I vision this out? And a lot is also on the individuals who are leading these organizations, what they really vision that end goal will be and how they set that expectation with their peer leadership and line of business or operations leadership that why it is good for business. I like how you said some organizations that are newer at governance or newer at having a data office, even for that matter, in a way are more ripe and ready to start with a data mesh approach because I guess if we're being honest with ourselves, data mesh is really 50% of it is organizational change. It's an approach. Right? It's the move to decentralized means the lines of business, as you said earlier, they are taking responsibility for some of the data management and all of the things that used to be a central IT function are now their responsibility, right? So if you're starting from scratch, then great. Start building up those skills and expertise and hiring within, within the lines of business right from the beginning. In some respects, it can be easier to start that way. Right. And, and I don't want to oversimplify it, right? Because you want to understand what is that power of what you can do with a data mesh construct, you know, how you create your data products within a subdomain, how do you bring two different domains to come together? The data mesh can get pretty complex. But if the end goal is nimble by saying, okay, let's start with self-service analytics for this line of business by testing some of the data products that can really be sufficed, and it could be amalgamation of different, say, transactional systems mixed with some other forms of unstructured data, real-time data, bringing into a context that is what that data product would look like. And a lot of it we already do. I mean, a lot of the things that go into Tableau and dashboards, et cetera, they have the construct. It's just that, you know, you go to the source data, you pick it up and do a mix and match and it's ready to rock and roll. But when you formalize where that trust factor becomes real, a lot of the 
pillars, core pillars of data governance truly become real very quickly because now you're really looking at it from a lens of saying, oh, I have lineage covered, check. I have business definitions defined, the metadata, check. I have the technical metadata defined. So you, you kind of go a little bit different, but also you don't ignore things that used to be after the fact. It is now ingrained as part of your ecosystem. So the mindset starts changing where you're not just looking at it as, you know, what used to be before as an IT function, or you're really looking at it, oh, there's a data function. And there is a clear delineation between the data roles and what it is as IT roles and what it is from a business roles. So in an ideal situation, you will have a clear responsibility, but also some which are fluid or a gray area, but they know where the handshakes will happen. Okay. Uh huh. Today, it's more of like, it's not my problem. It's somebody else's issue. Oh, that's our data person. The data person is like, I don't know what you do for business. Like, I'm going to still lean at you, <laughs> right, uh-huh. to drive this forward. So I think that's the part where you really want data mesh to be sustainable and operational and keep data mesh as data mesh and not as a data mess down the road. So. It's almost as if I prompted you with that ahead of time. Uh, that, was, <laughs> that literally is my next question. Because uh, okay. data mesh can become a data mess if you're not careful. And you, you've already touched on probably a, a dozen components of what it might take to prevent that from happening. Let's maybe do a concise summary of what are the tips to preventing a data mesh from becoming a data mess? You mentioned governance a thousand times already in this chat so far, right? And it's really, really important. So. Clearly, that's going to be one, but let's get specific. How do you keep things in line? The first item I would say is having a federated approach is the starting point, but also understanding your domains and understanding what are your KPIs with which you're going to measure your data products and having support mechanics where you know who are the owners of your data products when it gets produced. Uh, when it goes through its translation to be ready for consumption, what does it really take? And understanding of where the data pillars influence the data products is an important factor to it. And one of the other things we keep hearing is more and more about a product mindset. What does that really mean? And some things that we have seen in traditional transactional data warehouses and data systems is your golden source of truth. What does that mean? You have you know, an MDM as, as part of your construct. But is that the golden source of data really going to be your driver for making an effective data mesh, right? It is kind of a scenario where it has to be coexisting rather than being the be-all, end-all scenario. But yeah, I wanted to just jump back to what, what does a product thinking mindset mean to you? Let's, let's get a little more detail on that. Uh, in a product mindset is... Uh, Basically, you would have your different domains where you're looking at it from an agile point of view. You have your squads, you have your chapters, where you have your backlog, where you're building out your product itself. And you're going through an iterative fashion, right? You take X number of backlog items that you're building out between business and IT. But now you have a third entity of data. And that probably is already happening in much mature product mindset organization. So a good formal development lifecycle. From an agile point of view, how you would you know start or defining your data quality practitioner in in that squad, or having your data steward as part of it, or your product stewards as part of it, and product owners. I think that formalization structure, when it becomes embedded with your 
business and IT roles, now that squad has really a meaning where nothing is getting out of creating a product domain, whether it has gone through a quality control or not, it absolutely will have to go through that. Does it meet the policies and standards that it needs to be defined? So when it's ready, you have taken into consideration how it lineage will be managed as part of that Q&A answer, what that quality aspect of it will be determined, what this benchmark KPI would be, if there are any classifiers for the definition from a metadata cataloging, how does that come into play? Those tough questions are not left after the fact. You're doing it as you're building that data product delivery itself. So when it comes into truly a marketplace, and maybe this is trying to kind of dummy it down, which is not what you want to think about it, but in a practical way, it's less like you get products in, a, in an e-commerce platform. You're doing the same. You're bringing your data products to a platform in a marketplace, right? right. And then the consumers are saying, hey, this is, this is validated product. What does validated mean? How do you trust that product? Okay, it's here for you to consume. It's gone through all the rigor that it needs, and it was built with this agile and product mindset methodology. And now when you look at it from a consumption point of view, it's like, oh, you know, I'm creating this use case and I need to build this out, but I need, you know, access and security as is already validated because I can only access these certain things because I'm in part of that domain. So I'm not going to be going out of my circle of access controls to bring some random products that would influence and harm the construct of my consumption itself. Right. But I know where to go and get the product. I know where is that place to really do what I want to do creatively. And I don't need permissioning. I don't need to get approvals. I can comfortably use that for building out my own end consumption layer. Right. Product thinking is, is you know, any kind of product has a producer and a consumer, Yep. whether it's a data product or any other kind of product. And there needs to be, you're calling it a marketplace to for producers to, let's say, make their products available for consumers to, to get it. So I don't think it's dummying it down at all. I think it's a fundamental requirement is to enable that to happen, right? right? I, that's what I'm hearing you say. I mean, you started by saying, oh, I don't want to dummy it down. But then, I mean, it <laughs> totally justifies exactly the exact need for that. You listed a dozen or so requirements for a data product to be deliverable in a marketplace. Access control, right, was a big one. Right. right? You really have to make sure that you're taking care of that. Data quality. If we're talking about producing cars, there's a certain level of quality that you have to have when you're producing a car. Otherwise, it either won't sell or it's going to have problems and you have to do recalls. Exactly. Right? So you're applying the same thing to data products with quality standards. Right. And, you're, and what you're saying is, I heard you say, you're baking that into the development cycle so that it's a part of the process. Is that right? Correct. And that eliminates what used to be if I go back to the beginning of our conversation of centralized, where we had data governance as this approach and capability model that we would apply, now you're actually taking all of those capabilities and applying it to every product that's building out. And the power with which you're doing it, you can have multiple of those data products. Once everybody understands what the power of that is, your business glossary definition doesn't need to be a big, large requirements gathering exercise. You're doing it pertaining to what data product you're building out? Do you have your metadata definitions already defined or no? Do you have your technical metadata defined or not? And it becomes much more nimble, but with the cadence and guardrails of what 
data governance capabilities are. What are those pillars that really start right. aligning to the product? So by the time the product is ready to go in an ideal non-star situation, it has checked off all those boxes. All right, here's a twisty question. Is Accenture going through its own data mesh and data transformation? We do do it in a regular basis as we have built our own data marketplace as an asset that sits and complements what Calibra may bring from a catalog perspective. So we do have that as part of what we have built for our own organization. We have used that as well. So we do have an asset which is called Data Marketplace by itself. So my answer is yes. And we are a large organization in its own right. The pockets of it on how it, it needs to be defined as a true data marketplace is an important aspect of data-led transformation that's happening across all organizations. And we do, as practitioners, uh, we have an entire offering on data-led transformation that we are positioning for our clients across all industries. So it's front and center to what I do. And I feel very happy. I think I was telling this to another uh, peer of mine and you know we were having a good laugh that it's come full circle for us. Like it was at one <laughs> point, data was hot and sexy at one point. At another point, it was more about IT and it was cloud and uh -huh. you know some things that I did with, with AI for many, many years. But if the data was not good, AI is not, never going to be your driver and writing good machine learning algorithms and AI is amalgamation of your machine learning algorithms. So yes is the answer. Yeah, absolutely. So is it all you know organized by different lines of business and things like that too? I mean, for, for us, the answer is uh, Accenture has it, where we have that as a marketplace, and that is adopted across any industry that we want to support from a client perspective. But we have adopted it internally. That is something we believe in as we are going through a data-led transformation, which we support at the C-level suite, at the transformation that they are going through from a cloud perspective. That's our, our major asset. And it's really a very, very exciting times for us because as true believers in data, we are seeing that journey become really aligned between data, IT, and the business needs and everybody kind of appreciating it. So Accenture is walking the walk when it comes to data mesh. That's great. I think it's clear by now to most organizations that there's value in their data. And while many have found effective ways to capture that value, many have not. We're all producing mountains of our data at our organizations, and it can be tough to get a handle on it all. Data that's generated and stored, but not used, is also called dark data. It's a waste. It's a waste of resources to manage that data. It's also a wasted opportunity to use it for something valuable. Central data teams have traditionally been responsible for both that data management and the production of analytics and dashboards and so on to create that value from data. What's happened though over the years is that the demand for that value has increased and the expectation of rapid turnaround time to produce it has also increased. It's often just too much for a central team with central technology to keep up with. Something's gotta change. Enter Data Mesh. It's an approach that maximizes the value of data by reducing friction through both organizational and technological design. Data Mesh is a decentralizing enabler that brings data and tooling to your business domain teams so that they can directly manage and control their own data destiny. 
So first, the recap on the four principles. Number one is to treat data as a product. Like any kind of product, data products have a vision and a strategy with consumers. Number two, domain ownership of data. So those are business areas that have subject matter expertise needed to best create those data products. Number three is self-service data infrastructure. Tools for those domain owners to use at scale to create and publish their data products with and for others to consume those products. And number four is federated governance. A federated approach allows for global enterprise-wide standards and security and privacy classification, but with local context and control. Lewis Romero and I go into a lot more detail on these points in the bonus track episode, so please go check that out. Second, central data teams can and should still exist. Someone's got to provide that self-service infrastructure, right? The key here is to act as an enabling force for the business. Your central team has probably worked really hard to instill data literacy, analytical skills throughout your org, right? Well, guess what? They want to use those skills. So empower them to take ownership directly in building their data products and to use your infrastructure to make it easy. Not just to create the data products, but to publish them in a marketplace or a data catalog so that other owners can find them and use them too for their products. See how that works? Third, change is hard. I'm going to repeat that. Change is hard. None of this is advisable to try all at once, as tempting as it might be. You really want to make sure that leadership is committed to the long haul. This takes investment in skills and in scalable technology to be used across the business. It may also mean departmental reorgs. This really needs care. But it's all doable, okay? all doable. We like to think of this as a crawl, walk, run type of evolutionary process, maybe one domain and one data product at a time. Eventually, the outcomes result in changing the way you use data to run your business faster, more efficiently, and for higher value. For Calibra, this is the Data Download, and I'm your host, Jay Millicher. We'll see you next time. even more insight into managing your data, visit Calibra.com slash podcast for additional resources on the topics covered in our show. Be sure to follow us on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts so you never miss a new episode. And a five-star review certainly doesn't hurt our chances with the algorithm. It's all about the algorithm, isn't it, folks? It's a great way to help us reach new listeners, and we truly do appreciate your support. The Data Download is a production of Calibra in collaboration with Stories Bureau.